and Shed podcast, and uh, today we have got uh, Cody, and we've got a special guest, Gary Fennig, in the house today on uh, today's podcast. So, what's everyone up to today? Oh, not much. Just doing a little bit of selling. Turn my mic up a little bit. All right. Earphones, you mean? No, mic. There you go. There. That worked? Yeah. There you go. <clears throat> Dang it. I thought we'd get through with having him muted the whole time. Whatever. So, <clears throat> doing some selling today? Yeah, doing a little bit of selling today. Went out and seen a couple of guys. Uh, just been hitting it. And the phones, you could really tell just on the phones just here in the first two days of this week. So, guys are getting out of the field. Yeah, it's been night and day difference from a week ago. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, you know, today's November 15th. Um, you know, I'd say 90% of everyone's pretty well finished with harvest, and that's when our phones start to really pick up. Yeah. Um, you know, we go most of harvest season. <clears throat> I mean, there's plenty of activity there, um, but it definitely slows down when combines are rolling. And uh, if anyone needs a meter to know when combines are rolling and when they aren't, we, we can give you a pretty good indication. Yep. And today, yeah, November 15th, I would say 80% of farmers are done harvesting. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, the phones here in the office have been pretty active here today. Yeah. Uh, guys are definitely finishing up and off to the next step. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yep. Well, we wanted to sit down with uh, Dad and record this podcast for a couple reasons. Uh, he came up with a uh, an idea over the weekend that or I guess we're yet to see if it's a good one or not, but uh, what do we got planned here for next week? Yeah, so next week, that's a good idea. <laughs> next week is uh, we're going to have a fall field day. We've never had a, a field day this late in the year. But uh, I thought, you know, over the weekend that, uh, you know, harvest is done, tillage is pretty much done. Thanksgiving week is usually a time to – Maybe relax a little bit, and and uh, the wives are doing some shopping. The kids might be off of school, and and uh, it'll be a good time to have a little field day. So on Tuesday from nine to two, we're gonna have a, a Salford uh, tillage field day here at the farm with uh, with some lunch and uh, some special discounts. So I think it's gonna go over real well. Yeah, it's gonna be kind of a cross between a, a mini open house and a field day. You know, we're, we're gonna run several salford tools you've heard us talk about the 2200 with those hydraulic switchblade shanks we're going to be running the new vrt and uh, the 5200 enforcer Mm -hmm. Uh, that's just to name a few there's going to be some strip till units involved uh, a little bit of this and a little bit of that so um, of course we invite everyone to come uh, check things out we're also doing uh, for the first time and the only time this year uh, we're doing some pretty big discounts on parts, mm-hmm. uh, whether you're looking at Yetter Devastators or Salford Blades for your tillage tool. Uh, without a question, next Tuesday is going to be the best time to buy. How many times have guys asked you when's the best time to buy? It's winter time. I yep. mean, winter Everyone. time for, de- for, for Devastators especially. Well, I mean, when I'm looking to buy something, I always want to know, am I buying at the best time? Well, right now, you can be assured next Tuesday yep. is the best time to buy. Right. Yep. Yep. On Devastators, Closing Wheels, Row Cleaners, uh, all of that stuff's going to be 20% off. So. Yeah. So, it'll be good. You know, it'll be a little bit chilly. 
uh you know there's some moisture falling out there right now but i think it'll be a good day heck i saw a guy run uh case 875 just 10 minutes ago so yeah. it'll be just fine uh when was the last time we had a field day that was before covid i think i don't think we've had anything since covid so uh it would have been that uh probably August. 19 when we had all the tractors down there on Langer Road. Right, same field that we're going to do now. Yep. Yeah, that's when our last field day was. Uh, it was wheat at that time, and yep. then it probably went to beans, <clears throat> and now it's in corn. Mm-hmm. So that that was a while ago, mm-hmm. 2020 maybe? Yeah, I'd say so. So it's all the, it's all the anticipation on the, on the day. You know, you, you can plan it, but then there's a lot to go into it to make it happen by everybody not just us three guys around the table but the secretaries in the office and the shop guys got to clean the shop and yep it just takes a lot of work out of the whole crew to put this field day on mm-hmm. <clears throat> well how many envelopes did they stuff yesterday about 3600 3600 envelopes that we mailed out for invitations and yep. that was ohio indiana part of indiana and part of michigan i see well, hopefully you fell on the right side of the line. If not, you can listen to this podcast and just come over anyways. Yeah, you're still invited. But uh, the um, talk about having a, uh, a field day and, and things you like about it and things you don't like about it. Uh, things I like about it is you get to meet the customers. I mean, I've we go, we, I mean, we go to farm shows and, and uh, we see some of the customers and get to talk to them, not actually sell them anything, but just to talk to them and see how they're getting along. Uh, I enjoy the field day. It takes a lot of work to put it on, like we said. The downfall is, number one, is the weather. Don't know what the weather's going to bring. And number two, you're always worried about how many trucks are going to pull in the driveway. Who's going to come? You know, we send out 3,600 invites or 3,600 envelopes. How many guys are we going to have here? You know, and, so and which, why does that matter? It really doesn't matter, but well, you want to have a good turnout for it, as much work as what it takes to put it on. Right, and I'm not saying it doesn't matter, but I was asking the question because we were talking about it yesterday for food. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a big part of it. We were saying, okay, we mail out 3,600 do we get 150 meals? Do we get 300? Do we get 700? Um, you can overshoot or undershoot that quite a bit, and you're going to kind of pay for it if you overshoot it or undershoot it. Mm-hmm. So it's important to try and kind of get a gauge. We don't make everyone RSVP. We kind of get a gut feeling kind of from the sales guys and who you talk to um, on roughly who's going to come. But if you know, like Dad said, if the weather's bad that morning or something, that could really shift right. uh, who makes it and who doesn't. Right, and you know, you just talk about the food. I think Cody just made a comment to your mom that you need to order more food. So I think she's going to order more food here this afternoon, and I mean, we can always freeze it. Well, you know, in, in today's world, word travels fast. This morning, I came down here at about five thirty, sent out an email blast by six o'clock to 3,500 people, Yep. put it on Instagram, put it on Twitter. Uh, Cody had it on Snapchat, sent out the 3,600 mailers, mm-hmm. and already today I've had people text me about the uh, the field day mm-hmm. next week. Yep. So yep. it'll, uh, <clears throat> yeah, it, it always amazes us, and I think 
it's one of those things. I think the longer that you go without having one, the more of Bigger, a turnout right. you're going to get on the right. next one. Right. I mean, it's been three years since we've had one, and this hopefully come Tuesday, this will probably be about the biggest turnout we've had. Well, and, and look at what Salford Tillage has done in popularity since our last one. Right. That's I true. mean, at the last one, there was a lot of uh, a lot of guys who didn't even know what a twenty two hundred was or a fifty two. They just knew it was either kind of the straight blade tool or the the crooked blade tool. Yep. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Today they call it by name. Right. They've watched the videos on them, and uh, and then the release of the VRT. Yeah. I that's... mean that thing is just moving and shaking. Um, another another big thing I called Seth and Tammy this morning. You don't realize it until you start stuffing these envelopes. How many customers there are up there at Nova? It's unbelievable. Yeah. Since we purchased that building here a year and a half, two years ago, how many customers we have up in that area? It's pages and pages of farmers that are going to get the invite for Tuesday. Seth and Tammy and everyone thinking of coming down. I think, or did you say Tammy's going to stay at the Tammy's store? Tammy's going to stay there. Seth and Corbin and Jake coming down. Yep. <clears throat> cool. I think Seth and gonna ride with gunkelman okay on monday oh gunkelman's coming he's coming okay wow so, it will be a field day then yeah. he wanted to know if he could watch it from the truck oh well yeah he can just drive his truck along there and yep. hopefully he don't get dirty <laughs> yeah hopefully he won't get in trouble for driving the truck out in the field well yeah we'll be running that new land all tool and dave will be <laughs> dave will be sitting in the truck uh, uh no um yeah it'll be good i think uh you know but it it's uh like i said it's going to be a mixture it's not quite an open house uh we're going to save that i think for whenever we open down there at wabash yeah we're going to have another event this summer um but the the downside to having summer field days is you're limited to what you're going to be running in i mean you're limited to wheat straw whereas now you know no one really incorporates wheat straw. So if you're going to sell a guy 5,200, he's going to have to watch it run in corn stalks. Right. And uh, same thing with the Halo VRT. Right. No one wants to watch that run in wheat straw. So, um, so yeah, it's going to be more of a real-life uh, kind of demo compared to what you can do in the summer. So Yeah, I, I mean, I would say that is true to the most point, but... I mean, I know the talk has just been, you know, when was the last time we had a, you know, had a, a fall like this that has been so dry to where we've had the opportunity right. to run tillage tools in the fall like we have, you know. Here last year we were saying, oh, well, you know, tillage is getting awfully hard to do in the in the fall, you know. Right. So it's just kind of one of those things that plays year by year, but it's still always nice to have those tools in the in the shed and you know what they do whenever you can run them like this so yeah yeah and we're fortunate to have the tools to run mm-hmm. you know we've got another 30 foot vrt showed up today yep so we're currently sitting on three vrts mm-hmm. got um, a 20 footer and two 30s mm-hmm. yep so yep. <clears throat> we need to get to moving those things yeah they've been hot yep we got we got some customers that are pretty close on some of them mm-hmm. but uh yeah, so I think it'll be really good, and uh, of course, like I said, everyone who is listening to the podcast is is more than welcome uh, to come. So, uh, why don't we get some updates on Wabash? What do you, what's going on down there? 
Yeah, I was spent most of the afternoon down there today, but uh, been in the back building uh, assembling wide drop bars, which is a huge uh, project for us. Uh, sales keep increasing on the wide drop bar, so we're ahead of the game here this year. We probably have about half of half of them put together already. So uh, uh, we're down there doing that. And, uh, a couple weeks ago, they were demolishing the front part of the the south part of the building, uh, cleaning that out. So uh, need to get some plans here started uh, with the construction company and see what way we want to go next. But uh, there's definitely uh, progress being made. I think actually the back building is going to get washed here in another couple days. So we're going to wash it the inside of it, and I think it's going to brighten it up a lot, clean it up quite a bit, and uh, see what it looks like. When we refer to Wabash, it, it's the new location, of course. It's what used to be called Wabash Garage. We just we just always call it Wabash. But um, what are they going to put in there where they were doing some demolition? That's a secret. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, that's what you said the last time. That's going to be... It's probably going to build a big office in there. It's probably our offices. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, our, well, I know yeah. where all our office is. Yeah. Well, I heard there, I heard a rumor that there better be a ping pong table. Hey, well, yeah, when uh, you talk about that, the rumor has it that there's nobody around here who plays ping pong like me. So that's a true. ping pong table. We have a ninety by one sixty. Yeah, I think we could start a tournament. I think so. Have yeah. a few ping pong tables in there. Maybe some cornhole boards. But I think Dad's right. There's not enough people around here that can play ping pong good enough to have three boards. I don't think that's true. That uh, so true. in that in that building, we're going to. Uh, Going to have some, maybe a couple offices. It's going to be a lot of showroom, uh, a warehouse, a lot of racking. Uh, going to spruce it up quite a bit. I mean, I've, if anybody remembers what it looked like, you know, in the years past, after we get done with it, uh, you're not really going to recognize the inside. So we have big plans. It's going to take a while to do it, but we're going to do it right. What do you think is going to be the biggest challenge getting down there? Well, I think moving all this inventory is going to be one challenge, but another challenge is keeping track of it and how we're going to label everything when we get it down there, in, uh, you know, in the racking and so forth. Uh, Just coming up with a system on how how you want to do it. And well, luckily we have time on our side. Right. We can take a while to do it. Right. But getting, getting these wide drop bars built in a timely manner like we're doing now is – that's never happened before with these wide drop bars. We're usually still wrenching on them when the customer pulls up in a trailer wanting to take it home with him. So this is going to be a huge, huge uh, project that's going to get behind us come May and June that they're all going to be done, tested, and all we have to do is load them up and get them out of here. So all the valves will be right and no leaks. That's right. Actually, we're testing the first one today. So uh, I think it's I think it's one of your customers that you mentioned the other day that's getting tested today, and hopefully we can call him here tomorrow and say, hey, you can come up and pick up your wide drop bar. Hmm. That's the first time that's ever happened. It's middle of November, and he's picking up a wide drop bar. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, that'll be big. And I was down at J&M there a couple weeks ago. They talk like they're going to do a run of the 5016 applicators, the smaller ones, starting here any day. So – I'm hoping we can get, you know, six or eight of those things before the end of the year. 
yeah. uh, of the smaller ones. Yeah, I know you've got, what, two of them sold? I've got one of them sold. No, I think that, we've got probably five or six of them sold. Yeah, that would be the earliest that we've ever gotten those things by a long shot, too. So yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah, every year working on efficiency, getting things done sooner, and figuring out how to uh, shorten lead times. You know, if you know you're going to sell six of something, uh, why not pre-build three of them in the summer? Yeah, you know, exactly. And that's, that's what well, we're I just, trying to do. I just told you told you the other week i said i think right now we have enough employees that we can get done what we have coming down the pike when we've never had enough employees the way it seems and we have what 23 yes but our shop our shop help is is key to getting a lot of this stuff done and we have a lot of good guys in the shop that uh we'll, we'll be ready when the time comes uh we have the service trucks we'll have them ready and uh Yep, we got the big red ambulance big all red. fired up. That's suicide mission. You ever drive that thing? Yeah. <laughs> I drove that thing. I drove that thing the other day. I uh, I'm, It I'm can't glad. be worse than the gray service truck. No kidding. Oh, that's Cadillac to the to the red bullet. No, no it ain't. <laughs> what it do? Well, that's like a roller coaster at Kings Island. Did you have the airbags pumped up? It has airbags? Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's the problem. <laughs> I bet you you didn't because without yeah. the airbags, yeah, it, it's it, like riding in a log wagon. Yeah. But oh with them pumped up, oh, man. It's, yeah, it rides pretty good with them pumped up. Then I better take another spin in it then. Yeah, you better. <laughs> so, yeah. Speaking of that, you know, we kind of need pressure. We talked about, I know you and I at least talked about it, but. Oh, the new service truck he's yeah. going to get? Yeah. Yeah, uh -huh. trade in that old Chevy? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, it'd be worth a lot more without that dent in the bumper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it would be. Yeah, so and trade value probably just ain't there. <laughs> I'm surprised the airbag didn't go off whenever that happened. <laughs> Anyone out there who has a standard 2015 Chevy truck, uh, where you can't adjust the height of the seat and you've got the huge mirrors on left and right of you and the steering wheel sits about at your forehead, you know what we're talking about. You can't see over the steering wheel. You can't see semis coming at intersections. It's, it's not a very safe vehicle to drive. No. In my opinion. So. No, a couple <clears throat> of weeks ago I unhooked our camper. You heard about it. <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't hear about it. I unhooked our camper and went to pull ahead. What do you mean I, you didn't hear about it? We were up at the fairgrounds for mm -hmm. the Halloween, unhooked our camper, and I, what I saw in front of me was this grass. So I put her in drive, and I gave her the gas, and all of a sudden my head hit the steering wheel. <laughs> here, here I landed on top of a concrete culvert. There I was. I was stuck. <laughs> You know at the fair, when you park out in the parking lot and you walk in front of Todd's camper, yeah. that culvert right yeah. there. No, he did not. Yes. I sat really? right on top of it. I was stuck. I put in four-wheel drive. No. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, that's funny. I No, I did not hear about that. Oh, yeah. Uh -uh. That's when you don't want a mark, a mark truck. <laughs> well, the flatbed we got isn't marked, and if we got the service truck, it wouldn't be marked. That's why the red, big red ain't marked either. That's right. <clears throat> That's like riding a roller coaster at Kings Island. Yeah. 
<laughs> Big Red is. Yes, it is. Yeah. Probably just, you probably just weren't driving fast enough. <laughs> yeah. I had both hands. I was white knuckling. I think I was only going 40. <laughs> probably 25. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Uh, but yeah, we've got. Uh, We've got everything ready to roll. We've got the employees, mm. and we've got we've got the service trucks ready to go. Yeah. Um, so. So yeah, um, you know, this week, Dad met, told me over the weekend. He said, "I think it's going to be a big week in, yeah. in sales and phone calls, and it, it started off mm-hmm. uh, strong. Yeah, really strong. I was up in Bucyrus today. Yeah. I did a tillage or a strip till demo uh, with the Ag Guru um, strip till unit, uh, Sean Jordal." Drove all the way out from Illinois today, brought a two-row strip till unit, and we ran that out there at uh, Dwayne Shocks out in Bucyrus, Crawford County, and uh, made some fall strips with the Ag Guru machine. And I tell you what, that strip till unit is pretty sweet. Yeah, some and, of the pictures you were showing, they were yeah, they were pretty pretty legit. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that's that's what we've been doing is just demoing equipment left and right. Last week, Kevin and I we spent two days out in uh central north central indiana monticello region demo in the vrt uh strip till units today and then of course the field day next week but um yeah things have been strong you know places that i guys i've talked to in in several different places had uh had some pretty good yields and uh i think guys are going to be looking to to become more efficient yeah uh upgrade their their fleet of equipment uh, fix any pain points that they had last year you know maybe they uh needed a, a better side dresser mm-hmm. maybe they needed a better fertilizer system on their planter yeah uh, maybe they weren't getting their uh slot closed on their bean planter yep. need some twisters or uh or maybe um their tire their stalk standing straight up need a devastator on that corn head yep so a lot of moves are going to be made and that's where we step in mm-hmm. because we've got it in stock and uh and we've got the knowledge, that's for sure. I just talked to Corbin. He ran a VRT today up in some muck ground. He said... Uh, How's that thing run? I had a cat ask me about that the other day. How's well, that thing running muck? this guy ran a case, uh, uh, short disc, and it plugged left and right. Yeah. They ran this VRT for quite a while, and they had to stop twice. But uh, the customer said, you know, that's manageable. Apparently, this muck is just crazy mm-hmm. that they're running in today. But uh, overall, it did a very, very good job. Customer was impressed, and uh, Corbin said that he's interested in a 35-footer. Really? So, hmm. yep. Corbin said it's some of the harder ground to get tillers to work on. Nice. So, hmm. so yeah, he called me yesterday and was asking me, how's this thing going to work in muck? And I I figured, you know, I said, I, I think it'll work fine. But, of course, you never know until you try. But, mm-hmm. yeah, he called me. He was pretty pumped up. It it worked really well. Awesome. So now, I think that's something that we don't realize that Corbin worked at. Where did he work at before here? Ohio uh, Cat? Or Ohio Cat. He was at Mayball, Mayball yeah. Tractor. He yeah. knows his way around some iron. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. not only that, he knows his way around a customer. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Corbin he's been knows. in the game for a while. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. I was talking to him the other day about, uh, you know, this guy's pricing and, you know, we're, we're just a tick higher. And I said, well, you know, do they have it in stock and, and do they have the service? And I think Corbin did a good job laying that out on, right. on how mm-hmm. our service is, uh, is superior. So yeah, 
yeah, you gotta gotta be able to know how to navigate that because mm-hmm. uh, it's definitely not a race to the bottom, right? So, mm-hmm. but. yeah, that makes a big difference, and you can have good service like what we have, <clears throat> have a team like we have, supporting a product that we sell. Uh, there's not uh, there's not another team out there like what we have. I don't think, no. uh, and uh, you know our sales for what we sell and how we service and how we get back to customers and we're here 24 7. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no recorder when you call in here as long as i'm in charge there's going to be a human being answering that phone so uh we're here we're here for them and we got their back and and our service shows that yep yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's it is amazing i mean you know i've i've called you know, some other dealers have maybe had some other tillage pieces that I've been interested in, uh, seeing if they wanted to move. And you can't even get a hold of a guy to, to get you a price on it. And uh, they won't call you back. Yeah. I mean, it's like pulling teeth. I, I gave up, and I usually don't do that. But it's crazy. And in the way that we communicate, I mean, I don't know if a couple hours go by without me talking to Seth, Corbin, Jake, Dad, Cody, I don't think 10 minutes goes by without me talking to one of them. Yeah. Right. I'd say about every couple hours, I talk to every one mm-hmm. almost. Right. I mean, every day. Yeah. And and Kevin, mm-hmm. I didn't forgot to mention Kevin, but I mean, you know, when when you go days or hours without communicating, you miss the little stuff, you know. Yeah. You only highlight the big stuff when you talk to them about once a day. Right, but when it's five times a day, eventually you'll get down to the small stuff. Mm-hmm. You'll you'll get tired of talking about the big stuff and and get down to the small. And I think you know the three of us are usually here at seven seven thirty every morning, and we all sit down. You know, we all talk about what's going on for the day, and so we kind of have a good grasp of it. But those guys out there, I mean, I know you talk to them. I know Corbin's called me quite a few times. You know, it it definitely helps. I mean, it's it's the way that communication's able to go, sending out mass text and everything as far as what we got going on. It definitely helps as far as the communication side of things. And granted, not everything runs as smooth that way. Granted, I know he knows that, but uh, you know, it works. Um, I want to touch on something. Uh, the girls put together a little Facebook post on your dad this week. Oh yeah, I didn't see that. Yeah. 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 I don't get on the, the book of face very often. Yep. They, uh, they did a little Facebook post about them, and every one of the employees had to give out one word to say about them. Well, no one asked me. Oh, they didn't want to it's ask probably me. a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so now you know, what I was working on this afternoon is trying to figure out, trying to figure out who said what word. <laughs> but no, that, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, it was like Optimaneur Day. Entrepreneur. Entrepreneur Day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Entrepreneur so Day. Ashley took care of that. Mm-hmm. One of our secretaries here, a shop foreman, and uh, had a lot of good comments. I really appreciate that. Yep. Yeah, it was it was good. It was good. So. Huh. Mm-hmm. I'll show you. I'll show you the comments if you oh. want to see them. Okay. Oh, I think your mom even said something good about me for a change. Are you sure? I, I hope so. I you think sure she was wasn't her. talking about the Dallas Cowboys coach? Oh, jeez. 
He makes some pretty good calls. <laughs> yeah, he he's, did. He's a he's a th- he's a dandy. <laughs> I tell you what. <laughs> He he was that Dallas Cowboy coach was called several names on Sunday night that I can't say on the microphone. <laughs> I tell you, your mom, I've never seen your mom so boisterous in what she was on Sunday night. And we watched a lot of Dallas Cowboy games, but Sunday night, boy, she was wound up. Well, they had the game in the bag against the Packers, yep. rivals, oh my Mike God. McCarthy's ex team. There was a lot on the line. There was. You know? There was. But, just, but I never will forget the year that your mom took her shoes off and threw her shoes at the TV <laughs> whenever Dallas was playing. Well, it's I, a good thing her one leg's in a cast. <laughs> that's right. That's She's only got only, one throw. She has one throw. shoe to throw. <laughs> uh, that's funny. <laughs> she's a diehard Dallas fan, buddy. When they lose, oh, she's pretty sour. Yep. Well, oh, anyway, she she's probably pretty sour pretty often then. Yep. Being a Cowboys fan. <laughs> But that, that uh, I don't know, in my opinion, it starts at the top with the Cowboys at Jerry Jones, and it goes all the way down to the quarterback. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a lot of weak points in between. Yep. Well, <clears throat> in my opinion. You remember last weekend whenever we were watching the Alabama-LSU game? Yeah. And how, you know, how we always talked about, you know, the confidence that, their, that Kelly had in his team and knew right. what, knew exactly what play that he was going to do. Well, he knew he wasn't he was going for the win. Right. Well, we were talking about how watching coaches and how their confidence and what they do and their belief in their players, how it changes the score of the game. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about that uh, before this even happened. And you know, you've got Kelly down in the Bayou yep. against Saban. And and all the cards are on the table. All the chips are on the table for mm-hmm. uh, Kelly coming from Notre Dame. He he developed that Southern twang, you know, instantly <laughs> did that dance with the players and yeah. just caught a bunch of heat for it. And now he's going up against Saban, and here it is about to go. Uh, um, I guess it was overtime, wasn't it? In overtime, yeah. Yep. And it was in uh, overtime. You know he could he could kick a field goal uh, to give it to Alabama to mm-hmm. string it out into double overtime, or he could go for two to win the game. Yep. And uh, you know he was tired of screwing around, and you don't want to go into overtime again once, let alone twice with Alabama and Nick Saban. And so he put all his chips on the table, let his players do their job went for two and got it mm-hmm. and right there that changed everything yep. that changed his entire career um not, not that his career was bad to begin with but um man what that did to the program to lsu what it did to saban yeah um just to show that he had no fear right and and that's what we do here mm-hmm. i feel and and how you show the confidence and not only the guys in the shop but the sales guys on the road yep. and how that can change the score. Yep. Um, you know, the kicker was probably on the sideline getting ready to kick. Oh, yeah. And uh, he was probably the only guy disappointed of the night. Yep. You know, because he didn't get a kick the game tying to go on into overtime. Right. And unbelievable. But, mm-hmm. you know, if, if you – so many times you'll watch a football game and they always go for the, the uh, you know, the neutral play to yep. try and, oh, we don't want to screw up. Well, here we are. Everything's on the line. The the game, the mm-hmm. season. What's what was LSU ranked? 
seventeen, something like they that. They were. I was thinking they were higher than that. No, okay, they were only. They were maybe because I was thinking playoffs something. were on the line for Alabama. Okay, because they knew Alabama wouldn't be able to make it. Sure. <clears throat> well, there was a lot on the line, and uh, you know, you, you you win, and and it's everything. Mm-hmm. You lose, and and you go home. But the thing is, even if they didn't convert that that uh, two point conversion, it didn't matter. Right. Kelly still would have won mm-hmm. because he showed his players that he had confidence in them. Yep. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that that was an awesome play. That mm-hmm. was an awesome game. But it, it shows how, um, you know, confidence in the players, confidence in the program uh, will just win every time. Well, I mean, the, the first play that LSU had the ball, I mean, they scored a touchdown. They were at the 25-yard line, and the quarterback runs it right in there. And, right. I mean, that was just an absolute baseball bat to the face of Alabama and Nick Saban. Yeah. And it reminded me of a Michigan-Ohio State game. You know, all bets are off. It doesn't matter what you're ranked. Yep. It's just confidence against confidence and, mm-hmm. and a chess match on who can play the mind game, get the crowd involved, and, and see who shakes out and makes the least amount of mistakes. Yep. And, I mean – you mentioned Ohio State and Michigan. Well, Alabama and LSU, those are probably the two greatest rival- rivalries in college football. Other than Ohio State Michigan. Well, that's the only rivalry. Right. 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 Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that was a good game. Mm-hmm. If you did not watch that, you need, to, you need to watch it. That'll get your blood pumping. Yeah. Right there. Definitely. Definitely. So. so. And I think that goes to how we do business here. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have confidence in my sales. You know, Adam, you asked me, we had employee training here a couple months ago. What, what do you think of your sales team? And I said, well, look at, look at all the inventory we have out in your lot, out, out in our lot. I said, what's that, what's that tell you? I think of our sales team. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I didn't have faith in, our, in the sales team that we have, that lot would be empty like a lot of lots are today. Mm-hmm. But we have so much inventory out there right now, it's hard to turn a truck around out right. in that lot. <clears throat> right. And you have got to have confidence, and you got to take a chance. Yeah. If you and don't take a chance, you'll be at the same place you were a year ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and the stuff's moving. Yeah. You yeah. Know? I mean, I mean, it really all started about middle of last week. I mean, that stuff really. I mean, we started get a couple more phone calls. You could tell yeah, last week I've, it started generating yeah. it up. I mean, I've been in this business for 30-some years, and we have a couple of brand-new secretaries out here in the office. Mm-hmm. And they were starting to look at me and say, well, what's going on here? Why aren't we busy? I said, just relax and just enjoy wait. your quiet time because it'll cut loose. And sure enough, this week it's starting to cut loose, and it does every year. So, Well, uh, you mentioned it started a couple weeks ago. It started about 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, because the guys that we sold to years and years ago are, you know, <clears throat> are calling back in. Hey, I need blades for my Salford. Hey, yeah, I right. need this. You know, and it just builds and builds and builds. Every time they come in here, they get treated right. They get, we have it on the shelf and, and they get the service. Mm-hmm. And so they go home, they take what we sold them and uh, they use it. It makes them money. And they come back and, and find the next piece of equipment that's going to work on their farm. Yep. And it just keeps building and building. This as long as the next generation who takes this equipment business over has to realize and remember that you've got to have an inventory. If you don't have inventory, you might as well go do something else because right. it's not going to work. 
you got to have inventory and you got to have it on the shelf. Having inventory nowadays costs a lot of money. Mm -hmm. A lot of money. But at the end of the day, it's a game changer. It costs more money to not have it. <clears throat> yep. So when these guys will drive out of here with their product in their truck, it don't get any better than that. Yeah. That's well, we get it all the time. Guys will call in, well, you know, that's great and everything, but do you have it? Yeah, we got it. You know, and they about fall over. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I mean, how far would you have to drive to find a 10,000 gallon dirt plastic tank? I bet. North, I, Dakota, North Dakota. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. You'd have to go to the factory. Where would you have to go to find a 30 foot VRT? Canada. You know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, no one has it. Mm -mm. The devastators, the, the, you name it. And, uh, yeah, we got it. We're ready because we know we have the confidence. We're, it's uh, it's in overtime, and we're going to go for two every time. Mm -hmm. And that's what that's what our our sales guys know. They know the play, and uh, and it's going to happen because mm -hmm. if if you don't have the inventory, you just have to kick the field goal. Right. You know, you, that's all you can do. Yep. Your quarterback can't even go on the field. Right. You're going to send the kicker out there, and you're going to you're going to kick the extra point. Yep. So, but yeah, so. Uh, we wanted to sit down with Gary. Um, you know, we've got, like I said, the big announcement for the, the field day next week. A little bit of update on Wabash. Uh, what else is coming down the pike? Anything? Well, we've got a couple farm shows here coming up. One down around Indianapolis in mid-December. Then we have Fort Wayne Farm Show in January. Then mm -hmm. we have uh, Louisville Farm Show in February. Yeah. So, yeah, I think you and I are, you, me, and Kevin are going to, Ten the one in Indianapolis, like we did last year. Yep. Uh, we're actually going to have that. Uh, I think we're going to take down that uh, fast sprayer that we just got in here this last week. We talked about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. We talked about it. I actually had a guy ask me today. You guys, you guys still doing farm shows? And I told him, I said, Well, I think this year we're doing three. You know, when your mom and I started doing farm shows, I counted them. We were talking about this the other night. We did. 12 to 13 farm shows a year for about six or seven years yeah which we had to we had to get our name out there and every farmer that walked on fennig equipment's turf got a business card in his hand every every one of them and you know now we you know we're far enough along we don't need to do 12 farm shows but i think the three that we do do are pretty pretty good farm shows well it it's, I don't think it's that, that we're that far along. I just think that the market's changing. Technology has YouTube and yeah. just all of these social platforms that you're able to market yourself and on. It's, I think it's it's changed in the last year mm -hmm. to even you know it it shifted from farm shows and from print magazines to online yeah. Tractor House, you know a little bit of Twitter, but it, it's changed again. Yeah. Uh, it, it's moving over to what we're doing now podcasts yeah <clears throat> people mm -hmm. are hungry hungry for podcasts yeah. there, there's nothing better there's no better source of legitimate unbiased information mm -hmm. there is no better way um you know there's no filter you can put on it mm -hmm. there's no editing sure you can piece some clips together but it is what it is right um but there's another shift <clears throat> and it's it's uh, Instagram Reels. I'm telling you, that's that, where it's that at. That and TikToks and it's, all that stuff. I mean, I hate to say it. it. It is. I mean, 
that is unbelievable the amount of views you can get now 90 percent of them views are views that aren't ever going to count to anything right half of them are probably robots still but you can make a really really for lack of better term dumb Mm -hmm. real and it could get thousands and thousands of views yeah i did one yesterday i haven't even checked to see how many views it got you need to show your dad did you see it? Yeah, I seen it. <clears throat> it was, it was that lacquer term of, of of words that you were describing. Dumb, but let me see if I can find it. How to? <clears throat> yeah, so talking about the field day on Tuesday. So tomorrow, Cody's not going to be here. Thursday, Cody's not going to be here. And Friday, Adam takes off for Florida. <laughs> Saturday, Adam is not here. Sunday, Adam is not here. Monday, Adam's not here. Who do you think is going to get ready for the field day? Hey, yeah. you knew I've been gone. I was going to be gone for six months now. The old man's going to get ready for the field day, and you guys are going to show up Tuesday morning like rock stars. And I've done all the freaking work. He As planned usual. this whole thing out just so he could say that statement I right know, there. I know, but he's been waiting. He he he's like, when, when are Adam and Cody gonna be gone so that I can do all the work <laughs> so that I can talk about it for the next six months? Uh, and he, he nailed it. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. <clears throat> well, I looked at the forecast and it did get warmer. Where? Next Tuesday, so like high of forty-seven. I ain't worried about that. I was talking about Florida. Oh. <laughs> It's only going to be 60 in Florida. Oh, The day we leave, it's going to get up to 71, and it'll be 75 for the next three days. Really? Yeah. So. Oh, that's, that's terrible. <clears throat> but I found, the, uh, I found the Instagram reel that I put up. It had 483 plays. Really? Um, yeah. And you put it out yesterday? Yesterday. And uh, you'll just have to look up our Instagram and, and watch it. It's, it's kind of funny. So, um, so yeah, I was just playing around with some reels. That was the first reel I've ever done. 500 people really watched it. 54 mm-hmm. people liked it, quote unquote, like whatever that means. But, uh, but yeah, I mean the amount of people, the amount of farmers on Instagram, you know, it used to be ag Twitter was the name. It's ag Instagram now, but the, I'm telling you, I, I see a lot of guys on TikTok too. I mean, yeah. I you avoid see, that like the plague. You but. you see guys that have just well, boss man, I I screwed up today, you know. And well, why don't you be in charge of TikToks? There you go. You need to make TikToks. There you go. Because I screw everything up. Is that what you're getting at? Well, that'd be a good one, but <laughs> it doesn't take a whole lot of thought to make a TikTok. Let's put it that way. That's true. <laughs> you're limited on the amount of time you can record and yeah. everything. <laughs> it's a perfect fit all the time. All the time. You just got to pick on me. It's a perfect fit. But All right. Well, yeah. <clears throat> um, it's uh, getting late here in, in the evening, so we're going to uh, close out this podcast. I appreciate everyone uh, listening in. And uh, anyone else got anything else to say before we close her out for this recording? I no, don't. I don't. I thought it was a pretty good recording. Discussed quite a few things that's going on. And mm-hmm. Yep. 
We'll have to do it again sometime. Yep. Hopefully we see everyone next Tuesday at the field day. And uh, this podcast will get released uh, likely tonight. So tune in, and uh, we'll see you guys on the next one. Yep. Thanks, guys. See you.